Humanomics 1.4. We can have baseline economic security without destroying the environment. We can do it. As noted above in the previous chapters, throughout the entire schema of the Global Industrial Classification System, GICS, we not only have identified where industry is and the levels at which it's producing now, but we've extrapolated out what it would take in terms of scale, the scale-up factor to provide that same lifestyle for everyone. So we've, able, we've been able to quantify the various industries in GICS to solicit support from the, from the vested interest groups and status quo governments and industry in general. We know what it would take. We know where we are and we know where we're trying to go. So we are able to quantify what it is. We're also able to have government as led by an echo pragmatic political party movement, a mass group of supporters that demand better leadership to create better economic conditions for all humanity. This same echo-pragmatist party can insist that things are done in, a, in such a way that it minimally affects or impacts the, the health of the planet. For example, we discussed in the energy industry, the echo-pragmatist political party would insist that we not only supply ample energy to meet the needs of BES, but we do it in such a way that we minimize the effect of the environment. We don't vilify things that are pragmatic and things that work. We just find, we just try to constantly find better ways to do it. Now, to be sure, the earth changes, climate changes, the universe, the cosmos changes. That is one of the most fundamental facts of science that we have. We shouldn't pretend that there's some pristine utopian state that we have to obtain and, and maintain. It's just not within the laws of nature. That's not how nature works. So, for example, in the west of the United States, we've been having annual forest fires. And the fashionable thing to do is to blame environmental destruction and climate change and try to enact things like the, the new Green Party deal or whatever they're calling it to shackle current industry and make it illegal or prevent current industry from doing what they need to do to render, to market the things that people want. So it turns into we have a problem for a number of reasons, including man-made, you know, climate change, but, you know, man uh, burning of fossil fuels, but there are other, other things as well. That area was always arid, or has been for recent history, last hundred years, it seems to have always been desert. In fact, when I was out in the western part of the United States a couple years ago, it pretty much west of the Mississippi is dry. And that makes some people nervous. But Why? An echo-pragmatist says the earth is covered with 75% water. The echo-pragmatist 
knows there's rising sea levels. So an echopragmatist pumps the water to where it's needed. Non-echopragmatist would give you a vast array of excuses of how they can't do that or, oh, you can't do that. Because they, they want things to fit into their schema, their political power structure, their vying for economic control of things. However, if we want baseline economic security, it would require energy. If we need energy, we're going to do some things that are viewed with the current political nastiness as just bad for the environment, destroying the environment. So we need to not only have an energy industry that includes nuclear power and other things to minimize emissions to the to the atmosphere in this case of the energy sector there's all these other sectors we can discuss too but let's for energy but we can also be pragmatic in solving the problems that may or may not be man-made and even if they are man-made let's solve them anyway who wants to live next to a raging wildfire put the fire out put the fire out you need vast amounts of water you need water piping systems that can be done we pipe oil and gas all over the country and fuels, we pump it all over the place, up and down the coast. We can pump water the same. We could refill wet reservoirs. We could refill lakes. We could dig lakes to put the water in. And if you're in Florida, that's a common thing. They dig a hole in a neighborhood. The hole fills with water from rain or the way the drainage systems are cut into the shopping centers and housing and commercial areas. And then they literally pump out every day that same water onto the plants and the landscaping to keep it from getting dried out in the hot Florida sun. This is not crazy talk. This is stuff we do. We just don't do it boldly. We don't do it. We do it blindly. We're doing it wandering around and getting kind of lucky. We're not doing it with any kind of design. The design is basic economic security for all. The American middle class lifestyle for all. That has an energy requirement that may or may not create some environmental effects. And as a proactive citizen of the world, no matter if it's man-made or natural or whatever, let's be right in front of it and put the fires out. To do that, you might have to spend money on desalination. But other countries use desalination. It actually works. To cite cost as a limiting factor is absolute nonsense. That is poor leadership. When, we, when mankind, our species, possesses the science, the know-how, the technology, to desalinate on large scales and we know how to build pipelines and we know how to dig holes and build reservoirs then one has to ask what the hell are we doing why are we not doing that which is the point of this work we can we should we must moving on to a garbage problem, a waste management problem. I would suggest that we are just now in the midst of, of, the, of having to deal with that problem. Because it was really easy before at the scale that we were accumulating trash and bef it, you know, certainly before 200 years ago and in, the, in, the, in, in particular the last 100 years, we didn't have plastics. We didn't have all this consumer packaging and stuff that we generate bags and bags of trash. We just didn't have to deal with this particular problem. 
And we've been quite clever thus far dealing with it. Landfills, big piles of trash in places like Florida. We've been clever and creative, but we need to do way, way more. Like, we need to understand as a society, again, as members of the Echo Pragmatist Political Party, we should understand how waste management works. And we should insist as Echo Pragmatists that a lot of what we consume has some type of recyclability factor built into it. Like some loop, if it makes, if it's feasible, then the loop is just easy. No, no arduous bins and sorting and then the rest of that nonsense. No, who wants that? Nobody wants to fool around with garbage. People want to put garbage in a garbage can and then from there have it be recycled somehow, if it's possible. And if not, be bold with our waste management. And if we need R&D efforts, if we just don't have a solution, we, that's where the government comes into play with industry. They partner together and they figure it out because we need it. You need waste management. You need waste management in such a way that doesn't damage the environment. You don't want to be polluting streams. You don't want to be polluting the oceans. In fact, waste management deals with that. People often cite the plastics swirling around in a little patch the size of a small state in the Pacific. Well, that's a waste management problem and an economic problem. Most of that debris it's washed out of more impoverished areas where they throw trash on the ground. The rain comes in in a rain event, washes the trash into the streets, into sewers, into creeks and streams and into rivers that flows out to the ocean. And then because it floats and doesn't break down for a while, it sits out there and accumulates through the currents in these vast, unsightly and scary looking debris fields in the ocean. Well, an echo pragmatist says, oh, well, you know what, that sucks. But we got to address the economic security in all these countries so that people aren't, don't feel impoverished wandering around the streets all day throwing trash. It assumes that societies, that the people, citizenry in those societies will be interested in, 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 in good morning, be interested in, in developing better as individuals so that they, you know, and as the trends have shown, as economics is better and people feel wealthier and have bandwidth and time, they tend to become more educated. Educated. They tend to have, take, have, take better care of their health. They tend to want to be better humans and more enlightened. So they're not going to be throwing trash on the ground. And when they throw trash on the ground, it gets picked up because there's a service doing it, like we said before, constant maintenance of our infrastructure, constant street sweeping, constant trash removal, constant waste management. We need that. Keep our environments clean. That churning. And in situations like the ocean, where we already have a problem, much analogous to the forest fire of, or wildfires, just put it out, squirt water on it and put it out. And if it comes up again next week, put it out again. And if it comes next year raging, put it out again. Same with the trash. Pick it up. Pick it up. So we built a fleet of boats or robots, robotic machines. Go out there, scoop this stuff up, put it in the trash. It's that simple. You don't need to ban plastics. You don't need to ban straws. 
You don't need to be ridiculous and just try to find some other way to wedge in big government and corrupted self-interest groups and lobbyists to get their way and get a bigger piece of the economic pie. You just need to clean up the fucking mess. Just clean it up. And have better industrial development and baseline economic security so people don't throw the trash down to begin with. We can, we should, we must do better.